Welcome into the spring sports season premiere of this week in Marymount Warriors sports here on ESP Media Powered by Sidem Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Marymount High School Athletic Director Tom Neural here on MarymountSports.com. Uh, Tom, I can see you as we're, as we're doing this here via Zoom. You're out on the baseball field. Uh, a lot of different responsibilities, though, I understand, though, from your coaching days. Is that correct? Yeah, we are. Uh, we're working in the remote office right now, which is our uh, – <laughs> The, the chapel for our queen of diamonds, you know, Stanton Field, home of our fast pitch softball team. So uh, <laughs> they're home with Clark today and we get finished here. We'll go down Fairfax and do the same thing for the baseball team. Well, let's uh, let's get right into it and start talking about some of your uh, sure. spring sports teams because they're already getting their seasons uh, underway here. And uh, since you mentioned it, let's start off uh, with your softball team. And uh, they're just getting going on the season. Uh, just just one game. Uh, getting going in right now. Let's talk about first of all the the, the opener against uh, St. Bernard Elmwood Place. Uh, how about a twenty three spot in in that one in a fifteen run uh, second inning? Uh, not a bad way to start the year. You've got league games coming up here, as you mentioned. Clark's coming up uh, today on Tuesday. You've got Taylor, Wyoming, Indian Hill. Before we uh, next talk here, uh, how big are, is uh, this week to kick off league play? First of all, given the fact that you've got thirteen league games in the next month. You know, it's uh, well, it's tough coming out of the shoot. You know, we were fortunate with uh, St. Bernard last week, get some hitting, get some get some pitching against uh, probably a little less experienced team. And then uh, and then the cold air on Thursday and then yesterday opening up with Taylor and, and Taylor returned the favor to us yesterday with a, with 25 runs against us. But, you know, as, as you know, in, in baseball and softball, everything starts in pitching. Unfortunately, everything ends with pitching, too, sometimes. So um, you know, pitching got to us yesterday. But uh you know, the, the league is tough. Uh, you know, you, you've got Taylor, who's had a number of good seasons. Got Deer Park, who's always good in the season. Wyoming yesterday uh, went out through a no-hitter against uh, Redding, who's always a perennial power as well. So uh, it'll be interesting as we get into the season to see what happens. But, yeah, open up two out, two out of the first three with Taylor is a tough way to open up. Uh, then we'll go over and visit Wyoming on, on Thursday. But a big first week, um, a lot better than last week, you know, not playing the frigid weather. And and so uh, the baseball and softball gods are smiling on us right now and throwing some 60s and 70s our way. Um, problem is no one's used to this warm weather this early, so they're all huffing and puffing a little bit. Um, but a great start to the season all the same. Quite a uh, quite an adjustment for sure. I can hear the birds chirping in the background as you're out, as you're out there. Uh, so that's a good thing that we're, we're able to get that going here as, as the spring sports season's getting going. Uh, let's move over and let's talk about your baseball team. And through three games, this is about as ro- of a roller coaster of a start as you could ask for. You, you, last week, you open up against Clark Montessori. You win the game 21-1. to So, obviously, the bats get going there. And as you said, kind of similar with softball, it gets turned around on you because the next, t- next day out, you lose to Country Day by a final of 21-6. to So, they're on both ends of the spectrum. Then you get Taylor in league play, and it winds up you drop the game one nothing. This is about as, as wild of a start as you could ask for. Uh, what have you made of that, and, and what are you looking for in this coming week where you've got six games scheduled between now and the next time we talk? Well, you know, the best thing about baseball uh, is you get to play the next day most times. So uh, you, you have to have a short memory, and uh, if you didn't have a good day today, then you can have a good day tomorrow and uh, you get to get to start over the next day. But as you said, with baseball, yeah, good, a good opening day against Clark against country day. Um, the, the scoreboard's really not indicative of that game. Uh, wind was blown out at Fairfax. 
Uh, I think we had a six, two lead after four, maybe. And then, uh, and then we started going through the staff and, and throwing a number of guys thinking that we would have uh, two more games last week and, and the weather didn't cooperate. And, uh, and some guys, it was their first trip on the mound as a varsity player. And so nerves got them a little bit and country day can hit uh, country day is a good team. You know, you're going to see some of the uh, top teams in division two and three in our schedule this year, uh, but they can hit too. And we stopped hitting. And so you end up with, with 21, six, but then uh, like, like you said yesterday, a good old goody uh, for the pitchers yesterday. They, they throw one hitter, our, our, our kid Quinn Benner, he strikes out eight. Uh, couldn't get anything going offensively, but uh, wow, what a start for a high school game! Two two big guns like that out there firing away. So um, we have Clark today, and then we 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 return the trip to Taylor on Wednesday. So uh, be interesting to see what happens when we get away from our number ones, wake that offense up a little bit, and uh, and see if we can climb up on the on the record board a little bit. What do you make of the way the schedules are setting up this year? You know, generally it's always you go through the league once, and then you kind of reset and go through the league a second time. The way that things are setting up this year, uh, sure protocol is playing a big part of that. You're playing league opponents twice in a matter of three yeah. or four days' time uh, in the grand scheme of things. How do you see that playing out compared to a quote-unquote normal year where you may not see a team for a month? You know, that's kind of the way the CHL has always operated with uh, as long as I've been at Marymount, which has been 17 years. You know, the, there, there's good and bad to it. So the, the good to it is, is that you know, a team can't save their ace up for you. You know, some teams have you know, one outstanding pitcher and they'll save it up for the other powerhouse uh, for the second time around. And doing it this way, they can't do it. Um, you know, you got, you got to have you got to have two good arms and maybe a reliever in there. So, so just one guy can't dominate all the good teams. And so um, that's kind of the good thing about it. The bad thing about you know facing two teams is the team that you are the first week of April may not be the same team that you are come the end of April. And so um, you know you, you get some guys banged up or out of injury, or maybe some guys get hot. And, and then you've already played you know, some of those different teams. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it kind of evens itself out with the pitching and all that. So uh, it, it's really, uh, I guess it, it, it really um, just, just filters everything. You know, the best teams are going to win the league because they, they have the multiple players to do that. So, um, but yeah, it's always interesting. And then uh, you know, if you get hot, then you can pick one of those teams up in the tournament, play them a third time. Do you feel like it's a better way maybe to determine who the best team is in the league that, that you get such a short time frame? And that, like you said, if you're spread out, you may, you may be a better team a month from now, or you may be a worse team for a month now. Is it, do you think it may be more of a pure form to decide yeah. on the champ? I don't know. You play the series. A lot of colleges do the same thing. You know, you play a home series and you get them early in the season or late. And that kind of, kind of is the best way to do it. I think back with some of the teams that I've coached in high school. And I think of one poor kid, Kevin Qualters. I mean, I, I think he faced, I think he faced Moeller, um, eight times, <laughs> two times each year. Uh, Cause he was right. Same way with Hamilton Baden, you know, he got him. He was our, he was our big gun. And so he got him. And so this way, um, you know, you spread the wealth or spread the pain out a little bit, however you look at it. Um, and I think it makes for a more even and more consistent league play. Let's move on and let's talk about your uh, tennis team because they have come out of the gates. Very, very strong, a three and oh, as far as team play goes, you look at the individual breakdowns here. You start off by sweeping Colerain 5 nothing. You beat Bishop Fenwick 4-1, then New Richmond uh, 4-1. So really off to a very, very nice start here. You've got more, more uh, non-conference action coming up uh, here this week here. So 
before we talk again, you know, they're scheduled to play four matches in that time uh, right now. What have you made of the start to the season? And do you feel like it's something that can be sustained once you get into league play? Yeah, we think it can. Um, you know, we were really excited about the bunch that we had last year playing tennis before everything got canceled. And, and a lot of those guys are back this year, and we're really excited about having them. As you said, they're they're strong players. We've got a couple of young ones. Uh, or we got great senior leadership on that team as well. Um, and they're they're excited to go. They're going to be pretty strong. Um, you know, you, you've always have the league power in, in Indian Hill and, uh, and and Wyoming, so it'll be interesting to see when we get them. But and we'll face Country Day and Seven Hills down the line as well. So that'll pretty much tell us what we have, but we're pretty excited about what they can do this year. How do you feel like that can set you up for the postseason, given the fact that you have, you know, you're going to see Seven Hills. That's a little while down the road, but, uh, you know, next week, and we'll preview this a little bit more when we reconvene next week. You'll get in, you'll get Wyoming, you'll get Indian Hill, as you said, has been a long time power, not only in the CHL, but in all of Southwest Ohio. Can they, how much can they utilize this early schedule to build for the postseason? Well, momentum and confidence is just so huge in any high school sport. And so uh, the, the confidence of playing well, the confidence of rolling up some wins, but then uh, then also the momentum of getting those wins. And, you know, the tennis, the tennis draw is pretty straightforward. You know, if uh, you compare records and then you compare head to head competition. And so if you've played most of your opponents and you've beat them, you're going to be the number one seed. And so, uh, you know, that helps you get into the second, third round of the tournament and hopefully get to um, and hopefully get to the district. So, yeah, this early on, they're, they're all important with tennis because it all plays into the seeding. And, you know, they don't look at, um, you know, with baseball, what team you are early on or who you pitched or anything else. Tennis is pretty much who you beat. I mean, it's, it's kind of like swimming. It's who you've beaten. So um, these are very important, and they're racking them up early. As you said, you brought a lot of players back from a, a team that you thought last year was going to be very, very good. And so – You've got a, a bit of a, an advantage here, I, I would think, because not every school is going to be able to say they're bringing a lot of kids back uh, from from a team a year ago. In fact, I'm sure a lot of teams out there are really starting over, no matter what the sport is, you know, given what they would have lost from a season ago. Can that be advantageous to you as you get into league play and you'll have to deal with Wyoming and you'll have to deal with Indian Hill, who may be turning over a, a bit more of their rosters? Yeah, and I think we're all in the same boat. Um because everyone missed a year last year. And so the, you know, those seniors are basically juniors as far as playing experience goes. And those juniors are sophomores. And we, we're seeing that in lacrosse. We're seeing it all the way across the board. Um, we've really lost a year of high school experience. It doesn't matter how much you play, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're outside the season or summer ball or what, what, fall ball, whatever you've gotten in. Um, it, it's still the high school season. It still, um, you know, adds a little bit more to that. And so you know, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to figure out what the other teams have. Um, and, and hopefully this good start will carry us uh, through the midseason and then later season into the tournament. You touched on that just a moment ago, so let's move to lacrosse. And let's start with the boys first. Uh, off to a 2-1 and one start. The one loss came 8-7 to Sycamore. So, I mean, you're really splitting hairs on getting off to a 3-0 uh, and o start. You beat Bishop Fenwick 15-3. You crush Wyoming 12-2. So, you're getting off to a good start, scoring a lot of goals. And one young man in particular who just has come out of the gates firing is Max Tepe. Eight goals and four assists uh, in the first three games of the season to lead the way thus far. What has coach Steve Peterson said about Max's just torrid start to the year? 
You know, Max is a go-getter. Um, you know, he's a big player for us in football. He, he's a big part of this lacrosse team. Uh, I, I think in the Sycamore game, I, I think he was passing more than shooting. Uh, and we're just slow starting our, our offense. We came back from spring break, and Sycamore has a very good team. They're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, that was our first. That was our first game back from spring break. As we talked about, you know, some of these sophomores, some of these juniors um, that are that are playing varsity were you know, they missed their sophomore season, and so just the learning they would do from that. And we did not play well in that first half. And uh, you know, we were down six nothing at the half, and uh, the coach had a little chat with them at, at halftime. <laughs> and then we come out, we win the second half. Uh, you know, seven to two. Unfortunately, the hole was too deep to dig out of. Uh, again, so it goes back to experience. But but yeah, Teppy, uh, he he's he's been a good player for us all along. Um, boy, he brings a he brings a fire. He brings a, a really good shot to the match. And so, uh, once he gets going, that's going to open up a few of our other players. Um, we have a couple guys out due to the injury and other situations. So we're going to be back to full strength here in about a week, and um, and we're really excited to see. I, I don't think we're going to have to worry about another slow start like we did against Sycamore. And uh, and so if we take care of business, things are going to be just fine. Well, even in, even in that, you know, the way things are shaking out thus far, it, it's only three games. It's a small sample size, but you know, you've only given up 13 goals in, in the first three games of the season. Really strong start there, and, and you know, you've you've scored 34. So mm-hmm. scoring margin is right there. So you're getting it done offensively and getting it done defensively uh, thus far. Is is that something that you and Coach Peterson feel like can be sustained throughout the year? That if we need to, we can win a game twelve to eleven, or we can win a game two to one. Yes, I don't. I don't know if I ever saw a lacrosse game two to one. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> we saw a couple of them, you know, 25, 24 or something like that. When when it's just a, a run fest and a shoot fest, but I don't know. You know, coach will have them ready. Like I said, a lot of these guys just have to get that experience under their belt, uh, mm-hmm. including the goalkeepers. Uh, you know, uh, you know, none of them have the varsity experience. We would have had Mike Mooring in the goal last year, you know, as a senior. And so these guys are coming up uh, with with one or maybe two years under their belt on on the JVs. And so again, that that experience as well. Uh, but no, I, I think coach is very confident, and we're going to see the schedule get uh, a lot tougher as we get into things here. And then we're going to go out to Milford, and and they've got a nice program. We're going down to Louisville St. X on uh, on Saturday, and and you always have your hands full down there. We have the Cincinnati Saint X. We have Moeller on the schedule. Um, you know, some we, we we've just got we've got a very difficult schedule coming up, and it's really going to test us then. So in about in about two weeks, we're going to know what we have here. Difficult schedule on the girls' side as well. They've just got the one game in under the belt to start the year. They lose that one to Loveland, thirteen to twelve. So you know, as you said. Back and forth action right there, and, and and you come up just short right there. But uh, looking deeper into that one, I, I'm looking at this wondering how anxious Marley McGowan was to get back out onto the field because, you know, obviously we didn't have a, a season a year ago. She came off a sophomore campaign in which she scored 42 goals. You figured coming back next year she was going to pr- probably likely surpass that, maybe even break the 50-goal mark. And so she comes out here in the opener, scores five goals, and also causes five turnovers. So she's getting it done on uh, on both ends of the field out there, both offensively uh, and defensively. And, and now she's moving into her senior season. I'm wondering, how has she matured over the last couple of years and now finally getting back onto the field? And uh, what kind of year are the coaches expecting from her? 
You know, they had a great run uh, going up to the um, going to the regionals when she was a sophomore. And then she's been a part of those those regional finalist soccer teams. And so she's got experience going late into the season and playing big games. And so that just helps uh, along with our other senior leadership on the team. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes a shooter has to know that you know, we need to hold the ball or something the other night um, uh, against uh against Loveland. You know, we, we had a two goal lead going in to the last minute, minute and a half of the game, uh, give, give Loveland credit. They score and they, uh, and they take the win. So, you know, our experience, we just, we just have to remember how to put those games away. Um, but she's going to have a great season. Um, uh, so excited for it. They've, they've been playing their box across over the, over the winter. And, um, uh, she's a great leader. And like you said, she can score, she can defend. Um, and so her and the rest of the seniors, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. What do you make of the schedule coming up uh, this week? As you, as you said with the boys, you're going to find out really quickly how good your team is. I'm looking at the schedule for the girls right now. you got Summit, Mount Notre Dame, Anderson coming up. Of course, Indian Hill will be lurking uh, next week as well. This is a pretty big week, is it not? It is. And uh, it's funny, I walked by Coach Ferry's room uh, the other day as he was teaching. I guess one of the boys must have made the comment that, you know, they play everyone difficult. The girls don't play anyone. And, and he kind of chuckled and, and I heard it. And uh, he goes, huh. what do you mean? And he goes, you know, we just played Loveland, who's D1. And, you know, Summit's always, you know, in the in the finals for the tournament as we get to the regionals. And you got Mountain Notre Dame who just won a, a basketball championship. They're always strong in Division One. You get Division One Anderson coming up. You know, so, you know, <laughs> If, if you're not paying attention, I guess that kind of stuff sneaks up on you. But yeah, he, he plays a, a strong schedule, and you know, part of it is by necessity. There's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of D2s that want to play, and so we'll play the D1s. We'll, you know, we'll go to Columbus, and we'll play a couple teams up there, Worthington, and uh, I believe Columbus Academy, and uh, and get the competition in that way. So we're going to be we're going to be really well battle tested by the time tournament rolls around in May. But but just getting to that point. Um, getting the girls to know what they need to, to know from the year off. Um, Coach Ferry will do a great job, as will his staff. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the schedule, as you talked about. They're going to they're gonna log a lot of miles and, and against some very <laughs> tough teams from, from around the state. And I'm wondering, as they in doing so, how do you balance a schedule out with trying to get as much competition in as you can, high-level competition, but, but not have it be – overwhelming for the kids and not have it be so much to where if things don't things start sliding and they start perhaps getting on a losing streak which we don't want that it becomes too much for them i think that's one of the things with an experienced program that that you uh you know you play you play against top teams you know you know a lot of people are going to have the bullseye on your back when they come after you um but that but that's one way you season your veterans you know there's there's not really a day off. There's not a day off for defense. There's not a day off for anything else. And so if we think we're one of the better programs in the state, which we do, then we're going to go out and face those teams and, and we're going to get that confidence along the way. Lastly, here on the season premiere, we've got to talk about track and field because they're getting going uh, as well. A pretty big yeah. week coming up this week at the Madeira Invitational and then the, on Wednesday and then the Coaches Classic on uh, Saturday here. Pretty good early season competition to go through to see a bunch of teams there uh, in it once here right now how have the track and field teams looked to you in the early start of the season and what are you expecting from them in a pretty big week this week oh they look good um coach dragovich is really excited uh, about them and and just the the turnout we've had even over spring break of kids coming up and getting work in um 
Yeah, she's really excited to get through to, to see what we have because again, we haven't we haven't seen it for a year. I don't want to keep repeating that, but but we haven't. But uh, you know, Kirsten Souders with with what she can do, um, you know, um, Dill and the rest of them. I mean, we we just she's got so many so many runners and, and and so many quality runners, and we're just really we're just really excited to see what we can do at Madeira. And then the coaches classic as you bring everyone together across the city. Um, it you know, just, just that'll be a good test for us. And then, then we get into the, the grind of the season. Um, mm-hmm. She's really excited about it, really good numbers and just, and just ready to go. It, lastly here, before I let you go, as we, as you said, you know, we, we didn't have a spring sports season a, a year ago, everything was canceled. So we're really, you know, it's been two years since we've had a chance to talk about spring sports. It's been two years since the players had a chance to play. It's also been two years since the chance, since the coaches have had a chance to coach in-game, in-event competition. How would you say the coaches have managed getting the programs back and going again, essentially, after being shut down a year ago? Well, you know, we did have the preseason last year, and so a lot of the programs had, had a, were about a month into it last year when we shut down, two weeks in February, two weeks in March. So, we, you know, we did get some instruction in. Um, yeah, and then, then trying to stay in tune with their athletes as, as we went through the shutdown. Uh, they've been chomping at the bit as well. Um, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, you get more time off. We don't want time off. You know, we're not we're not in this business to, to have time off. We're in this business to work with kids and to see kids excel and and to celebrate them with celebrate with them when they do and and to call, console them when they lose. And so, uh, you know, we want to be around them. So the, the coaches are very excited, you know, when the, the first couple of days of practice getting out there. And I'm sure there's some uh, there's some things they have to learn about what the players can and cannot do uh, from not seeing them last year. It's uh, I think back to when I coached baseball and you know, we'd have the first or second scrimmage of the year and I get someone thrown out at third or someone thrown out at at home. And you'd hear one of the parents you know, hoot something out and go, hey, <laughs> it's preseason. I got to see who can do what here. Doesn't count. Go back up in the stands. Um, you know, so they have a little bit of that uh, as well. And so, uh, but again, just the excitement of coming out. You know, we had a, uh, what game we had last week? We had boys lacrosse at home last week and, uh, and and the kids coming out, and which is a big change from the fall too because we can have students at the game now. And so mm-hmm. uh, we probably had 50, 50 students come to the game and just, and just seeing the kids you know, come up to the stadium out of the parking lot being at the games and and I even told the kids, I was like, it, it feels so good having you guys at the games again, you know, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, Cause we just, we didn't have that in the fall. And now, uh, now we're getting into that and we go to the baseball and softball games and, and people are in their chairs and socially distanced. They're doing a good job with that. And uh, just to be coming out and seeing everybody at the games and we're not back to hundred percent normal yet, but we're getting yeah. close. It just feels so good. Is it weirdly refreshing to start hearing parents yelling at coaches and umpires about what what did or didn't go right for their particular child on the field? I haven't heard a whole lot of that yet. I think uh, I think we're all still in that little grace period where they said, you know, we're, we're we're glad to be out here. I know in the stadium once in a while, you know, we get a couple of people that, that don't want to wear their mask. We say, hey. You know, back in August, you told us you would do anything. All we want you to do is pull your mask up, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, that's where we are. But I think I think so many people are just so grateful for this weather, so grateful to have their kids playing again that, that yeah, I think every sports season is taking on a little bit different tone of appreciation this year um, for what we, what we lost and what we didn't have last year. 
Well, we certainly, Tom, appreciate you taking some time and taking a break from chalking the lines out on the fields as a, one of the many duties of an athletic director, but we certainly appreciate some of your time here to uh, get the podcast going once again. You know, it's 70 degrees, it's sunny, it's, everyone's honking at me as they go by. It's it's a really tough job, but someone has to do it, so I'll take one for the team today. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll uh, look forward once again next week to discussing the rough life and times of Maryland Athletic Director Tom Neural. <laughs> Be ready the- next week. We're going to talk about the five best baseball movies next week. So so come prepared. I'm giving you notice. So That's, that's a tease, folks. Get, get your suggestions in on social media. Uh, yeah. as well tweet him at, at mmont ad and uh yeah. send your top five baseball movies there to it tom we'll have a hearty discussion uh next <laughs> week but uh, <laughs> we'll see we'll how that turns out next and we'll have a regular list so yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> we'll look forward to that uh next week here on the spring sports podcast of this week in marymount warriors athletics here at marymountsports.com and esp media powered by sidearm sports <laughs>